guys welcome back to another episode of Baller Mums. Uh, we didn't do an episode last week um, about football dreams um, but we're going to do one this week uh, as it was a really good episode. Uh, can you remember last week's? I can't either really to be fair so don't we're not going to talk about it we're going to talk about this one. So this one's talking about under 10s and under 11 and an under 11 boy. Um, and it's mainly, to be fair, focusing on the parents, um, which is why I liked it. <laughs> um, so there was three boys, two under 10s, and one under 11. And um, one of the boys' mum, Saskia, uh, she believed her son was the best son in the team. And was very vocal about it. And um, the other parent of the other boy, Caleb. Um, I don't, did they say the mum's name? Can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. But Caleb's mum didn't like it. Went to the coach and complained. Um, and then there was another boy under 11s. Mo was the dad. And he was very vocal at the sidelines. Basically like a coach. At first, we actually thought it was, like, grassroots clips, but it was actually what well, I thought it was grassroots clips because he was just so close to the sideline. It was that like, no way that could be an academy parent giving so much direction during a, an academy game because that's unheard of. Not that much direction, isn't it? Yeah, it was a lot. It was he, a lot. He was, like, he was like the coach, watching the coach. Yeah. He was just wearing normal clothes. You didn't hear Crystal Palace's coaches, so it, 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 first of all, it was like, is that a parent or is that an actual coach? But it was very interesting to see that I was like, have I ever acted like any of them parents to Gavin while we was watching it? I was like, nah. Basically, they focused on three extreme parents. They didn't focus on three mild parents. Well, no, too extreme. Because I don't think Kelly's mum was... Ex- well, she kind of was extreme in the fact she went yeah. to tell they the They focused coaches. on three extreme parents with different personalities. That's what they did. I'm telling you, there were three extreme parents with different. So, when I mean extreme, extreme in, in their own way. One person was just more coachy, one person was more whiny, one person was more direct with the kid. But in each area, they were extreme in their own way. That's why all three of them had to. You know, they they were very emotional, very emotional, and they were very opinionated, and they made their opinions known. Either to the child or to the coaches or to other parents. That's what I mean in different ways. Mm. One per- one was very emotional to the child, but not to the parents. One was very emotional to the other parent, or you know, opinion. One was to the coach. Like they were all very like intense in different ways. They were all very intense, and they, and it was interesting to see. And I said I can relate to all the experiences. I haven't been as vocal as them in each area. Like I didn't go to. I've never been to the coaches and complained. Or I haven't coached like that from the sideline. I might, I might tell him to get back and... But I haven't been like that. That wasn't... Each person was... That's what, so you haven't been like them? Yeah, but I can relate to their emotions. Though. Okay. I, just, I just haven't been as... Like I said, my personality is is not them. So 
while I might want to say something to a parent or I might want to go to a coach, I just never have because I never thought it, I never felt it was that deep to get that political about it. You know, just with the game, unless someone's outright disrespected. I haven't been... Well, we have been like, disrespected, but we still haven't gone that's to... That's my point. We still haven't I, gone to the But coaches. that's my point. And <laughs> unless I feel disrespected, I wouldn't go to another parent. I don't know about the parent. Oh, the I thought you meant a coach. No, no, to the parent. That's what I'm saying. I haven't... Unless it gets extreme to yeah. me directly. Yeah. Um, um, I'm, I'm less... Over vo- a long period of time. Yeah, I'm, I'm less vocal. I'm less... Um, mm. Whereas they were more on edge. Those parents were more on edge. So it looked... So let's go through each one. So let's start with Mo. So Mo was the dad of the under-11 boy. Can't remember his name. So he was the one that was very vocal coaching from the sidelines. And he was called into the office by the coaches because they, his son was basically breaking down and crying on the pitch because of his dad being very vocal to him during games and stuff and it affected his game and training it was and during training focused on training yeah so they called him in because they felt like they had to protect the child from the dad so what did you think of that they had to you have to in it because like for example it's i can understand in in a like if it was like a a tournament a semi-final like like a, a premium time and event, emotions are going to be high. I, I get that, yeah? I get when you're going to want to encourage your boy in a time like that. But he, there are, I, I, I've seen parents like that where in training or a regular normal game, it's, it's not high pressure. He treats it as if it's a, a cup, everything's a cup final. Even in training, he was getting at him, everything in training. Mm. So that's what I mean by it's, it's, it's intense and it's extreme. Like, you know, um, I've seen parents like that. In training, they watch every step and they're barking and as if it's a cup final. Mm. I've never been like that. In training, I just I just like to chat to the parents and just chat or chat to someone or just, it's just, to me, it's, training's really important, but I'm not going to give them instructions in training. I don't like to do that in training. I just relax, man, and just... Let them train? Yeah, just let them train. Like, I don't... Because you, you do your own training anyway, so anything you need to to do, you can you can do it in your own training. When they're training them, to me, I don't really feel like you need to say anything during training. I see parents do it, man. I just what, they treat it why? like it's a match, they, and I think that's a lot of time that's an insecurity about that guy. Did say that though, didn't he? From what I've seen, my experience, parents who are edgy in training is because they are fearful of them not performing and getting released long term. There's a fear there. You're afraid that he's not going to impress the coaches in training. I don't have that fear. He might have a bad session, yeah? And I might ask him, how was he today? But if he has a bad session, it doesn't matter to mm, me. Mm. It doesn't matter to me because the the time and the place. Mm. Like I said, it's not a cup final. It's not a tournament where you know, there's a knockout stage. Where they need encouragement. It's mm. training. where, uh, To me, training and matches are both really important. But he doesn't need my instruction in training. He doesn't need my encouragement in training. Yeah, because training's learning. They are learning. They are being taught different things. So they're going to mess up. They may not be perfect in it. So I see training as, you know, when, when you're teaching your child to speak, to do their sums, to do, they don't get it right all the time. 
well, they don't get it right in matches or training, but I just think he's got to relax, man, because I just think he's training, man, relax. Yeah, mm. do well, but just relax, man. You know, just relax. I just, cause I, like I said, I've seen parents just like him in the academy environment where mm. every move, they might have a 3v3 and a warm-up, and the parents barking at them like they're playing Juventus in a European <laughs> Cup final. Mm. But like I said, if it was that Cup final, yeah, I understand the emotion mm. and, the, and the intent. I get it because you've only got one chance now until next year to beat this team in the knockout stages. Mm. And, he, and you need to tell him, come on, let's go. Like, I get that. But on a, on a regular Saturday, on a regular game, on a regular training session, if it's not that, then you haven't got to bark at them, mm. in my opinion. I do like how he recognised that he did that and when he was talked to, he did humble himself. He said he wasn't going to come into training anymore. I didn't like when he said that, though, because I thought to myself, your son still needs to know that you're there because kids will, will remember that, that you're not there. So it's better that you still go, but just learn not to say nothing in it. I know he was probably saying that he can't help it, so he'd rather just stay in the car, but I think... And it kind of showed he couldn't stay away anyway. But his son wants him there. You know, yeah, kids need to see a parent, I feel. And, and that's why he came back, because he knows. Yeah. And that's his process. His yeah. process was, let me just stay away, because I'm trying to just be safe. And then the deep part of him knew, just go and just give him a thumbs up. Yeah. That reminded me of you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've been through that process. Well, not so much training, but... yeah, In I, games. I, yeah, just give him a thumbs up. Mm. you know and just get him like come on keep going like get your head up keep going like that I get that I get that mm. you know I get that I get that still yeah so but I'm yeah fair play to him because kids they do look up to their parents they do so, I'm not gonna I mean I try to tell little man to do it less but I won't tell him not to do it ever mm. because just trust me that's, it's not natural to never look at your parents I mean no it's, it's not. not natural they're gonna look sometimes but just don't don't, don't be excessive about it that's mm. all mm. don't look for me to instruction if you do something good, you look up, thumbs up. Mm. But I'm not your coach, so just get on with it. And because th- th- even some professionals have said, like, I stopped looking at my dad when I was 24 years old. Mm. So like, all day through their academy life, they were still. I can understand that. They, was, they would still look to the sidelines to say, Dad, I just scored a banger or I've just yeah. took one free. But you're going to look to someone regardless. But yeah. if it's your parents, if it's not your parents, it's more likely to be your girlfriend or your wife. Do you know what I'm saying? Because in any. When you're doing anything... It's the person and you want to please. That's the it's the person, yeah. Or Whoever the person that, that makes you feel good if they smile at you or whatever. Because you may even be down and, you know, if you look at a person, yeah. they can lift your spirits. It's Everybody's person, got that it's the person, you person that they, they would look to. So whether you're an adult or a child. So, so I get that. I get that a child needs to do that. Um, and that it would go into adulthood. But, yeah, I thought it was really good and very interesting how they handled it, the coaches handled it, and how he handled it as well. And it, it was much better for his for his son. And I loved their relationship as well. I did. I loved that relationship. It was really nice. Reminded me of you and Trayvon. <laughs> okay, so, Miss Saskia. <laughs> Miss Saskia, the single parent who thinks her child is the best player there and does not want him to be put in the B team or she did not want him to be put with the B team she felt like if he was put with other players that weren't good it it brought his game down 
And she she also made a comment that she spends money on one-to-one and those parents whose kids aren't that good should do the same. Which I thought, rude. <laughs> You're rude. Like, no other child should affect your 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 play unless they are hogging the ball that's the to me that's the only way that they can affect your play if they're hogging the ball so you don't even get a chance on the ball that's when it's a problem or they're one of them children that don't pass don't like to pass to your specific your specific child or a specific child then they can affect that child's play because they will never pass to that child but they're passed to another child but to say that if he's put on a weaker team that I don't know. It just baffled me. No, it, it, no, it's not. It's normal for parents to think that because you don't understand football. That's all it is. She just doesn't understand the game. Because when you understand the football world, you you understand straight away if you're if you know your son one of the top players and they put him in the what you would think as the weaker team, they've done that on purpose to test his leadership skills and his domination skills to see how are you going to handle your dribbling and your skilling today. When you're around players who are not on the same level as you in terms of ability, are you going to hold the ball more? Are you going to release it more? Are you going to be a leader? Are you going to lead this team more now because you can't rely on the other kid there to be strong? You can't rely on the other kid there to score the goals. Now you might have to do three jobs for that one team. And I'm aware of that. And that's yeah, because you did mention that. He's got to do all the work. Yeah, but that's they do that on purpose because that's a realistic situation. Mm. If... if if these kids make it pro, if that kid make make it pro, right, mm. and he goes on loan to a League One team mm. who have players who are nowhere near his ability technically, mm. for example, mm. he will have to be that person. Mm. But it's in front of a, fra- a crowd of fifteen thousand people who's getting paid a wage. Mm. That's a realistic situation mm. where you've got a talented player surrounded players who are not technically as good, but they might be mentally, but not technically. Mm. You've got to be. You've got to do two roles rather than one. Mm. So getting put in a team where people are not technically as good as you is a realistic situation. But they rotate teams all the time. Like the coach said, it there is no A team and no B team. And I think that's one of the things that parents don't really understand. Like, they think there's an A, B a team and a B team. Yeah, obviously, sometimes they do go strong. They may have a stronger team on a day. But... It doesn't mean that every child on that team are the best players. They just know what children to put together to make them play a certain way. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But like I said, again, it, yeah, that's what I understand. She doesn't understand the football game. Cause it's very obvious mm. at 9s, 10s, 11s and 12s that mm. they mix teams across the board. Yeah. On a normal, regular match day, it's very obvious. But then, But then... What 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 the parent really is saying is, he's not being put with the best players today. Mm. So she calls it a B team. Mm. But again, if you look at the from, if you look at it from the positive, they're doing it to bring out his leadership skills, mm. so that when he's older, he doesn't have to rely on the other talented players. Mm. Then you relax. Actually, it's a bonus. But sometimes you can have strong players on both teams, and the only way you can even know. Who is the stronger team? Is when you when they play a match and you can see how they're playing. Or oh, that team stronger on this team stronger yeah, but today. You can also know from the lineup. You can because you can know when they put together a bunch of players who don't pass the ball. So you know they're not going to get that result because the you have to, there has to be an element of passing in the game. And when you put together five players who just like to keep the ball, mm. 
Mm. Chances are you're not going to get a result. Nine times out of ten, you won't get a result. Mm. When you play against a team, you move them all around. That, that's, so not that they're weaker. You could say weaker in terms of an intellect football. But yeah, fair. But then, to be fair, that's one of the things they said about her son, that he doesn't like to pass the ball. As much as she, she says that he's the best player on the team, the coach has said he doesn't like to pass the ball. Right, so, so the best means... The best means technical ability. Technically abil- technical ability. Yeah, Which he was. He was a very So good. that's that's technical ability. ability. That's what she's focusing on. Again, if you look at it from a footballing point of view, technically, yeah, he's gonna be the strongest player. But then there can be effective players who are not technical. Effective meaning he might not be as technically good. Well they know when to pass. But he's very effective. They know how to put yeah, get the ball he's from very A effective. to B. Yeah. Just gets the job done. And sees where to position himself, all yeah. of them kind and of things. And your team can be more more successful with an effective player. Than a technical player, because mm. he just gets you need a balance, t- don't you? Yeah. You need a balance of techie and um, what did you say? What was it called? Well, the player them- the players. players themselves need a balance of being technical and on passing. It's not even the players themselves. Mm. I always say dribble, skill, pass, mm. dribble, skill, pass, or dribble, skill, shoot. In other words, dribble, skill, and release the ball. Mm. If you're a techie player, dribble, skill, release the ball somehow. Mm. rather than dribble, 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 dribble. Because mm. that's not realistic in the real world. Mm. You might do that once or twice mm. in the odd game. But the average game, you're going to have to release the ball. Yeah. So her son needs to be learning to release the ball. Never mind the team. Yeah. And, and, and one thing I'll say is, coaches rate a technical player higher when, when they, they show the that they can be technical, technically good and then they can release the ball. Yeah. That you get higher ratings for that. Mm. You get less ratings if you just keep the ball. What do you think about her as a parent the way she was? The things that she was saying. I liked how positive she was to her son. Yeah. I love that that she yeah. spoke nothing but positivity into him. But then she's very opinionated about other people and, I, and that's Yeah, what, and I didn't it's like not about that. other people, it's just about your son. Yeah. But she also said that at the very beginning she doesn't want to pass the ball. She did so, say she didn't want to pass And that's why he doesn't pass the ball. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I mean when I yeah. say, if you understand the football world, if you generally are a football head, mm. you will know that the coaches will rate your son mm. for releasing the ball once you've beaten a man or two. Mm. I don't understand, to be fair, why parents... And I'm, I'm sure that parents notice their son's not releasing the ball, but they, hogging the ball. Yeah, but that, that comes from not understanding football. That's what I mean when I say, it's, if you, you, she's obviously not... Groomed in the football really? world. No, 100%. Really? No, no, you had no. You, it's I, not, I, it's not, it's, well, that's your opinion. <laughs> I have my opinion. I, I think that she does know the football world, but she, because she wants her son to have all the glory, she wants him to keep the ball. And some people do know the game, but they just want their child to have all the no, glory. No, but if you want them to keep the ball, it means you don't understand the football world. You can't say you understand the football world and then say keep the ball. That means you don't, and that's, it goes against everything value in terms of football if you tend to have to keep the ball it means you don't understand the game of football you don't you can't why because if you understand it you will know it doesn't exist for any player to not release the ball it doesn't exist it doesn't exist yeah but it's not like no player doesn't release the ball it's how long they keep the ball before they yeah, release she's it every don't, player she's telling don't pass you don't for you to tell yourself don't pass, you do not understand the football game. So many, so many parents tell their kids not to pass. Right. And I don't think they mean it as in don't pass at all. I think they mean keep the ball as long as possible. Tina, to an eight-year-old kid, a nine-year-old, if you say don't pass, 
it means keep hold of the ball. It's not what is in your mind, you know. In the mind of a child, you can't say, yeah, but I meant this. No, no. You're telling the child not to pass the ball. Mm. You do not understand the football world if that's how you're communicating. Mm. You don't. I'm telling you, it's a lack of understanding. But that, I see that happening so much. And I don't, one, that's one of the things I don't understand why coaches don't address that. Why don't coaches talk to the boys and tell them to release the ball? Especially when they see a child. and Them because, children are so blatant on the pitch. Yeah, but it's because a lot of the coaches are very relaxed at these ages. They, in their minds, not in our minds, in their minds, we'll do that at, we'll do that at 11 and 12. I'm telling you, I've heard it. They said it. Oh, we'll do that at 12. We'll teach them to pass when they're 11. Hmm? I've heard that. It don't make sense. No, 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 no. To you, it doesn't make sense. To these coaches who've been doing this for however long, it makes sense to them. In these early ages, they, you are taking it more seriously than them. They're like, look, leave them. They're only eight and nine. They're only six and seven. Let them have fun with the ball. We'll teach them at 11 and 12. In your mind, you're thinking, in my mind, you're thinking, no, learn the fundamentals now. In that, I've told you before. So, okay. I remember I told these you before. Are un- yeah, these are under nines. Under 10s and 11s. Under 10s and 11s, mm-hmm. so, so they're not focusing it on it at that age. No, no, but you, I, I can't what? say they're not. I can't say they're not. I'm just saying that there are clubs that are not. Remember, the parent was saying don't pass the ball. It doesn't mean that Palace are saying that. It's just mm. that's what the parent was saying. Okay. Bear in mind, we're not saying that the club's doing that. We're saying that the parents saying that. That's a lack of understanding. What I'm saying is that, especially at pre-academy, mm. big clubs in Premier League, well, big clubs are well known for telling their kids, telling their kids, don't pass. Certain clubs say, don't pass. Mm. Just be as creative as you want. We'll teach you to pass at 11 and 12. I've heard coaches say that. That's their philosophy. But you know what's funny about that? So what does get a child through then with them clubs? If Te- they, if technical they... ability, that's what it is. Told you, admit it. It's technical ability nine times out of ten. I thought it was like an all rounder thing. I thought they looked at technical technical ability, whether you pass, whether you you control the ball. That's that's how you get older. Okay. I'm on about the young ones, right? I'm not. I'm talking about the young ones. Young ones meaning pre academy kids just breaking through to get inside. If you're technically good, you're good. They're not looking for a kid who's great in terms of his spatial awareness and his vision. Don't, I've heard them say, "Don't worry about all that right now. You're only eight, like six, seven, eight, eight years old. Mm. You're not gonna get. For, okay. You're not gonna get where to go on the pitch, and you're just gonna run around. You're gonna chase the ball. Mm. Just be technically good right now, or or they'll say, just be really physically strong. Just be a powerhouse. Just barge off the ball. If you're one or the other, you're mm. good. But okay. in terms, but in terms of being awareness and all this stuff we're looking at, and you should be on this side of. The, not it doesn't problem. matter. Yet. Doesn't matter. Okay. And pass, passing and moving, one, two, passing. Mm. There are certain clubs that don't worry about that right now. But there are certain clubs that will teach that right now. Mm-hmm. For example, Everton teach their kids from their come through the door, pass and move, mm. pass and move. New you can club. kind of see the clubs that do that when you play them. No, no, but, no but you kind of. It's, that's all they do. It's not even... There is no dribbling. Newcastle United and Everton and Sunderland... They only pass the ball. Mm. It's pass and move. That's all they do. Mm. They're well-oiled. They're in their position. Then other academies are the complete opposite. We're not going to worry about formations. We're not going to worry so much about that. Let's just focus on individual ability. Be as creative as you want. Take on who you want. Mm. And if you don't pass the ball, we're not going to tell you you should have passed the ball. All we're going to say is eyes up. But eyes up doesn't tell a kid that it means pass. It just means eyes up. Just be aware. Mm. That's the difference. Whereas at other clubs, it's like, you should have passed the ball. Mm. So that's all they do. Mm. So every philosophy is different. But, you know, 
You know what? You know what's ironic about all this? And this is the irony of it. The kids that get taught to just be robotic and pass the ball, pass the ball, pass the ball, mm. generally are less talented in 10 years' time. Okay. This is, these are facts. It's frustrating to watch kids now who are just want to be not part, so much passing. Mm. But the ones who only just pass, 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 pass. I guarantee you, fast forward six, seven years' time and you watch these kids play, it's boring to watch. Yeah, that's why. That's what I used to say. Football's boring. Cause right. The pass. All, all, all they do is pass. All they do is pass the ball. Pass, right. 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 Pass, right. So, so that, that's why certain academies. There's no technique. And that's why they... I'm telling you that academies are saying, "Look, it might be frustrating right now, mm. but we want the technical ability because I guarantee you, when they're older, mm. very few players are technically yeah showing it. I can see that they're, they're afraid to take on players. Mm. So we want kids to take on players and get used to it now. Yeah. So Just they can keep change taking on players. Game. Yeah. yeah. So that when you're 16, you're still taking on players. Because when you watch England play, hardly any of them take, take on players. Yeah. They're afraid to do it. So we want to we get out of that old mentality of just pass, pass, pass. Yeah. You want to be at both. Yeah. Take on a player. Yeah. And then release the ball. Yeah. So it's back to my, my, my motto with dribble, skill, pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be technical and then, and then release. Yeah. Do you see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said that. And then, and then and who's the most successful academy in, in, of all time in, in England? Produced the most Premier League players. It's Man United. But Man United are well known for loving technical players and they tell the kids just be creative. Mm. In pre-academy, they're telling them just don't release the ball. So, don't keep the ball. Take on players. But they're the most successful club for producing. <laughs> they are the most successful club over time. So, you, mm. there's two ways of looking at it. Mm. You see? Whereas... It's frustrating to watch. But it's just frustrating to watch, yeah? So, so... You might look at, like, a Newcastle or an Everton. I don't mind it if they do it every now and then, but when they do it all the time, that's what's frustrating. And it's more frustrating when they do it and they lose no, the ball. No, but I still think you've got to tell a kid to release the ball. I, but I will still say be creative first, then release the ball. It's yeah. dribble, skill, pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just dribble, dribble, dribble. That's, it's unnatural to always dribble the ball. Mm. That's not realistic. Messi himself is great at passing the ball. Well, they don't just dribble, do they? They do dribble skill, dribble skill, dribble skill. Yeah, but dribble, dribble just means hold them onto the ball. It's, it's unnatural to always hold them to the ball. That's unnatural. Mm. It's not actually a real world situation, yeah? Mm. If you watch Messi play, he's the best dribbler in the world, right? Mm. But Messi is brilliant at doing one, two touch passing. His through balls are amazing. Mm. So, as much as it's like he's the best dribbler, his passing is immaculate. Because mm. he's got both, isn't it? Yeah. See? That's what you want, yeah. Whereas if he just passed the ball, when it comes to under-16s, who are you going to keep and who are you going to release? If every kid is immaculate at just released passing the ball around, who stands out? Is it? Mm. You see, you've got to look at other attributes. Who's mm. the most vocal one? Mm. Who's got the best character? Mm. You get finicky now because everyone's robotically doing the same thing. Right? Mm. That's what they said when they were talking about the next season, next week's episode. You see? Everyone's... Everyone's pretty much good on the same level. On the same level. So now you got a nitpick now. now you, got a nitpick. you nitpick at the littlest things. Yeah. Oh, he's a bit cheeky. Yeah. Or he was out late last night. Or but we're not going to talk too much about that because that's next week. <laughs> but it's a reality when you get to teenage level. Yeah, yeah. If everyone's on the same level now, what? Yes. They nitpick. Got to be unique and oh, he's, stand out. Yeah, you got to stand out in, got other ways, in other ways. Off the yeah. pitch. Yeah. Do you see, who's a nicer guy? And mm. you know. No, we're not talking about that right now. Because yeah, no, I know no, you'll start going in. No. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying that now... No, but I'm not going to go off the tangent. I'm, I'll bring it back. I'm just saying that at those ages, it's not about technical ability so much. Mm. It's about holistic, your whole character, your being. Yeah. Now you can get away with just being technical 
or just being physically strong. You can be one or the other, mm. yeah, and not even be great on in terms of like your spatial awareness, mm. and you can you can get away with it. Mm. You can get away with murder at early ages. I, I actually didn't think that they was gonna release anyone when it was under eleven. So I was like, no, nah, they ain't gonna release him, even though you know he didn't. So the next boy that we'll talk about in a minute after we finish with Saskia, you know, I didn't. I knew that they were gonna keep him because it's usually a three year old in contract, isn't it? Don't really get rid of them. They only get rid of things in the worst case scenario. Yeah. Like if it's drastically that bad. Yeah. Because they can. It's not like they. Yeah, they, they can. They can. Of course, they can reach it any time. It's just that. It's just that. That's not the crunch time. Yeah. Crunch time is under twelves. So, she was great at praising her son. So then, at the end, she she learned to not say anything negative about the other kids, didn't she? And just focus on her child and be more positive. Yeah, they've obviously not shown it, but they've obviously had words. Yeah. She's been spoken to. to well, she did get spoken to. We didn't even talk about that. So when that guy was speaking to her and telling her, her attitude, man, <laughs> her comebacks were like, he, he, seemed, he seemed a bit flustered, to be fair, the coach. She's been spoke to outside of that. They just didn't film it. You reckon? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Okay. She's been talking to you, not just that time. They, they've had words with her. They, she's had other conversations, even other parents. There's been other stuff going on mm. for her to get to that point where she's like, okay. Yeah. Other stuff's gone on. Yeah. See. Yeah, because she was like, she actually said, you know, it doesn't mean when he's in the B team that. Right. That's my point. So someone's, other stuff's someone's gone explained on it to, to her. her to get to that point. To get to that point, to know that being, the, being in, a, in a different team that she classes as a B team, it actually elevates his learning, which is what she got at the end. So she was more, she was more positive. So yeah, I'm sure she did have another conversation with, with them. Um, what did you think about... So with the last player, I don't know what the mum's name was, but it was Kate, was it Caitlin? There was another boy at the end. And so basically, he was seen as the weakest player in the team. He was a defender. Um, one of the lowest lower players in the team, the coaches said. Um, he'd been injured and had come back, and they said his game wasn't as great. He was technically strong. He had ADHD. Physically strong. Physically, yeah. Not physically physical. strong. But he had ADHD, so um, his focus wasn't always there. So he was kind of up and down, up and down as far as performance goes. And his mum was didn't like what Saskia was saying because obviously she, she was talking about her son. Because obviously she was talking about her son, and she said two boys, but they didn't obviously say, show who the other boy was. But her son was one of them, um, and she was saying that. She would just want to focus on her son and she didn't want to say nothing to the parent because um, she didn't want no no um, confrontation or something because she's got to see her five times a week, um, which is how I feel. Like, like you said at the beginning, unless someone's doing it for a long period of time or goes below the belt, there's no need to say anything for me. But the minute you do go below the belt or you keep saying stuff, then I will address you. And to be fair, I mean, it's not nice when you have those that tension among the parents. 
so I can understand why she said what she why she didn't want to confront. But what did you think about her going to the coaches and learning about it? That's her. That's up to her, isn't it? That's not me. That's up to her. Yeah. I don't really each person to their own, isn't it? Mm. It's just, <laughs> You know, there's no right or wrong in these things, isn't it? There's absolutely nothing like that. Mm. They're doing it. Mm. I always, I always, I always think: does it, does, does that bother coaches that parents moan to them? No, it's gone in hundred percent. And one hundred percent, they will say to you, "Come to me with concerns." But I guarantee you, when they're having this parent, that parent, this parent, that parent, they're getting WhatsApp texts. This and that. I'm telling you, a lot of the, a lot of the coaches, they're not going to tell you this, but but they're going to tell. But in their head, they're thinking. They're thinking, oh gosh, just stop now. I'm telling you, there have been academy coaches in the, on this journey. I, I, I'm telling you, they've said, they've said it like it's too much at times. Parents are too much. Just relax, calm down. Mm. Your son's only seven. You don't have to ring me after the game, or you don't have to text me and mm. ask me why he was in that position. It, they would rather parents just didn't say anything, mm. unless it was a drastic concern. Which I get. They I would rather just that. just not us not say nothing, mm. have the kids to themselves, mm. happy days. Mm. All these moaning and whining. I, if they could choose to just mute the parents, <laughs> I guarantee you... I bet they loved COVID. Because <laughs> the parents couldn't watch the kids, in it? So. If, I was, a, if, <laughs> I, if I was a... If I was an academy coach, I would not want people coming to me like that every week. I wouldn't want it. Yeah. The average human doesn't want... want I wouldn't want it you either. Don't, you don't want that. Why would you want... As a human being, you're not gonna want to hear. You're not. You're not there to be dealing with and counselling parents like that. Mm. That's not what you want. Mm. You just want to coach the kids. But does that go? Does that go against your child if you're that type of parent? Of course, of course it will. Does over it time. make it harder for your 100%. child? A hundred percent. It's not a question of over time. Not initially. If you just do it for a little bit and you calm down. Yeah. But if you are like that all the way through your journey, and you constantly, constantly, some coaches will not handle. Mm. you've got the compassionate ones that will just focus on the boy and try and lead the parent and bring the boy through and try and separate themselves from the parent and try and get them more detached mm. some coaches will just outright say we don't want him because of the parent I just want to go back to Saskia because this just came back to my head I just feel like she was a bit too much in a sense of thinking her, her son was and being very vocal I mean there's nothing wrong with thinking your son is the greatest but being outwardly boastful yeah, to the parents and to the coaches yeah, when they say to you, you know, you shouldn't really be saying. She, I didn't really like that. Like, I just thought that was a bit much. Like, fair enough that you have that in, and it's good to have that belief that your your child is the best or whatever, but be humble, in it. Like, you don't have to be that arrogant. And it's not nice. And it's not nice to the other parents either to, you know to say that or show that I just think you need to be a lot more humble because it's not they're still kids and other kids are going to hear that but it's not nice for a parent either to hear another parent boast and and stuff like that I just I didn't like that at the end of the day if a player or a parent boasts about their own abilities it never sounds good in any walk of life Mm. it always sounds arrogant and it's very prideful to outwardly declare how good you are in front of anyone in anything you do in life. Let others talk about how good you are or how well you've done. You, if you really are a baller... You don't need to say it, do you? Right. If you're really good at playing piano, you ain't got to tell no one you're good at playing yeah, piano. Yeah, you just show it. People will, you just yeah, show people it and people will, will tell you. Yeah. If you're really clever, 
You ain't got to tell no one you're clever. People will tell you're clever because the results will show it, right? Mm. So in any walk of life, you don't have to say anything. Mm. Be as humble as, as possible. Others will esteem you. Obviously, her, her belief system and her thinking that and speaking that into her son ha- is positive about, behind, closed, beh- behind closed doors, is, is positive because you can see that that is have a massive impact on his play and his own confidence on the ball, in games, in training. You can see that coming out of that child and that is excellent. I love that. But I just think that... One about outward... You don't need, nobody needs to know what she's saying to her child. No one, not even the cameras. No mm-hmm. one needs to hear that. Because it will always go against you. And because you declare it, everybody waiting for your downfall now. That's what people do. If someone declares, I'm the best. Even if you don't declare you're the best, if they think you're the best, they're waiting for your downfall. But yeah. more so... But that's my point. More so yeah. when you say that's it. That's my point. I'm trying to say, <laughs> if you declare it, it looks arrogant, it's obnoxious, people won't like you for it, yeah. and they'll want your downfall more yeah. because you've now declared that you think like that. Yeah. It's a human... It's human nature. Yeah. When you start being boastful, people want you to fail. Because they want you to be humble. Yeah. See, I've heard parents say that about their boys. Like they just, they, they're telling me their boy is the best mm. in the country. They're telling me that. I'm like, why? If he's the best, just let him be the best in it. Don't have to tell me that. Yeah, because I've heard that certain boys are, are really good. And then when you go to play that team, you're always looking and watching and you, that. Yeah, yeah. T- and if they don't match up, you think... You get disappointed. Hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, it's human reaction. As a parent, if you're going to say that outwardly so other people can hear, be prepared for other people to be staring at your child. And if your child doesn't, they will talk about it. And even if you don't say it and other people it. declare but your child as yeah, top... you still get it. You still get it. But you'll get it more if you declare it. Yeah. And you're more, not, it's more, you're more dislikable if you say it. Yeah. If other people are saying it, you're, you're, you're likable. But if you're saying it mm. or your child is saying it, you're not like, it's not likable. Mm. There's no way around it. Yeah. I did feel for, um, it's Caleb's mum, isn't it? That's it, Caleb's mum. The one with the ADHD. Um, I did feel for her. Because I just thought it's not really a nice position to be in. Um, And she really didn't think that he was going to be, what's the word they used? Just retain or release. Retained, yeah. She didn't think he was going to be retained because he wasn't really performing that well. So her belief in her son wasn't that high. And then to hear Saskia running her mouth made her feel even worse. So I did feel for her. I did. Um, But that, just watching that, like, the politics with parents is just like, oh, I absolutely hate it. It's just one, it's the worst thing in this football walk for me. I just I just do not like it at all. And I, I wish I'd approached the way I was as a parent totally different from the start. I wish I was just one of them parents who just kept myself to myself. <laughs> just focused on my child like Jaden. <laughs> I wish I did that. But that's what I'm doing now. That's what I'm doing now. Um, it's not every... Not all parents are like that, and not all groups are like that. Because I've I've been around some groups, like different age groups, and they are lovely and peaceful, and you know how you expect parents to. It be. will happen at some point, though. I promise you. When it comes time to signing and that, politics will come arise. But there'll be nicer versions of of different groups mm. because coaches of coaches will express that things go on. It's just not always seen. Mm. Just, that's all I'll say. Mm. You, it's just not always seen, Tina. You just don't see it. 
you don't see it, but mm. it goes on. Mm. It's something goes on, and sometimes it's worse than what you, it's worse than the way it looks. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's all I'll say. It's worse than what it looks. Yeah. But the politics is always there. Mm. That's all I can say. Without being, all right. <laughs> always, it's always there. I don't like <laughs> the politics. I really don't like it. But the, it's it's nice to see that side. That I'm glad that Crystal Palace actually did focus on that side of it, mm. and and did that this yeah. week. Because I really was like, I wonder what their parents yeah, are like you, over there. Because that coach with the the guy Phil, who's got the the hair, the plaits. So yesterday, Brian was chatting to him, and then he said, "Watch the next episode." The reason why I said it is because he knew it's going to be about the parents, isn't it? Oh. He was saying like, "This is going to be about you lot. You're going to relate to this one." He said it to him yesterday. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, he said that. Uh. That's the one you're going to feel the most. Mm. You're going to resonate with it. Saying so something. I think next week is going to be partially about the parents as well. Looking at the clips, um, but I think it'd be more focused on the old, on the, on the group, mm. and differences with that. There's going to be a lot of talent there. It's more about it's cause really, who's going to take yeah. the spots. Who's I think it'd be more honest, more honest on the players, yeah, and and whether they get released or retained at sixteens or whatever. Yeah, it is. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the realities of you could be part of a really good group and mm. still get released, and you're but you're a really good player because mm. they're nitpicking. Mm. That's another reality. Yeah, but we'll touch on that next week when we watch that. But yeah, that was a good. That was a good episode. That was a really good episode. But yeah, different different types of parents. Um, I understand it though, you know. I've been vocal at times. We've all been I've vocal, got frustrated yeah. at times. Yeah, we, yeah everyone has. Every, I've been. You know I mean? yeah, I've been vocal. I've been frustrated. Yeah. At certain games. If I if I feel like we, you know, like I said, a right a local derby, I've I've shouted at times. Yeah. I've been over emotional. I definitely am more emo- over emotional when I see my child being treated a certain way, whether it's by um, parents or other players. That gets to me, especially when he feels it. Like, he actually feels it and sees it, and you can see it's affecting him and his game. That gets me as a parent. I don't vocally... Sometimes I do say it, but not out loud, loud, for other people to hear, but I'll say it enough to you for you to hear, at least. Because <laughs> it does, it hurts you as a parent, as a child, especially as a mother, I think. When you birth these children, you don't want to see them. You don't want to see them get hurt. When they fall over and they're crying and they're in pain. You don't want them to see them um, not get treated great. And you don't want to see them bullied or anything like that. You just... All of those things hurt. So, you know, I understand each of those parents that they portrayed today on the episode. Why they were so emotionally invested. And how their emotions played out. I get it. I get it. But I also get that... We need, to, as parents, to kind of control. Because we can affect our child in a negative way by the way we act. And I know we have. And I've, I've, I've noticed that I have before and changed. And I've noticed when you have. And sometimes I have to calm you down. You say relax. And it's been times you've had to tell me to relax, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. It was really good. Really good episode. You saw a couple of the boys as well, didn't you? Because he was at a tournament yesterday and Crystal Palace were there. 
So, like I said, I saw the coach there yesterday and a couple of the players as well that are on the series. So that was good. Anyway, hope you liked that uh, breakdown, synopsis of the uh, Football Dreams episode. And um, hopefully we'll be back next week um, talking about the next one, if it's interesting enough to talk about. Because <laughs> we haven't got to that stage yet, to be fair, the 16s. Um, but, you know, it'd be good to see what it's like at that at that stage. On the 16s. So, yeah. Anyway, you have a good week. See you next time. Bye. See ya. Bye.